Welcome everybody to the Stretch Goose Podcast. My name is Manuel. If you like the show, share the show and leave a rating review on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Podbean. Ultimately, kids, subscribe to the show. It helps us out with all that computer stuff and share a wacky news story or a wacky personal story with us at stretchgoosepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to get into uh, a prostitutions thing in Moreno Valley that are Picked up 15 people on arrest. We're going to dive into a, Vander, a Vanderbilt professor that tells us that math is too white. And uh, some dude uh, leaped to his death. Um, uh, it's from the New York Post, an investment banker. I guess, I guess, uh, or I guess that was too much money lost or something to that effect. We'll dive into that. Um, so let's get into this. A prostitution sting. In Moreno Valley led to the arrest of 15 people. The Riverside County Sheriff's Department announced the Moreno Valley Station's Problem Oriented Policing Team, or POP, uh, okay, <laughs> Homeless Outreach Team, and the Gang Team, along with the Riverside County Anti Human Trafficking Team, conducted the operation within the city limits. Twelve males, three females were arrested. The females were sex workers, and the men were seeking services, according to the sheriff's department. The females were offered resources to assist them in getting out of this dangerous lifestyle, the department had said. While details of the operation were not disclosed, prostitution stings typically involve law enforcement placing decoy ads on classified websites used for the solicitation of online prostitution. When Johns, as they're often called, respond to the ads, undercover agents negotiate paid sex acts and meeting places. When the when the Johns turn up at the agreed-upon rendezvous, they are arrested, usually on suspicion of misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution. Similar tactics are sometimes used to investigate women involving selling of said services. I always had an issue with that. I mean... You place the you're placing the ad and they're responding to it. It's kind of like entrapment in a way, you know. Like if if they never placed the ad, they would never respond to it. But then I guess on the other side, if they don't really have to respond to it, I guess. But I've always I, I always have I always take issue with that. I think that's I think it's wrong, in my opinion, to set up these types of stings and and try to trap people. You know, just I I. I always feel like it's just to get the numbers up in the arrest, the arrest stats at the at the uh, at the sheriff's department or the police department, for that matter. I always feel like that's what it is. Like they're just they're trying to they're trying to um, up the numbers, you know, because they're 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 not getting enough arrests on the books, you know, to justify their existence. So they create this type of shit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, anyway, on to, on to Fox News. A, Vander, a Vanderbilt professor delivered a lecture earlier this month to a major mathematician meeting that described college math as white. And I can't even say that. Cis heredo patriarchal? Cis heredo patriarchal. That's like three fucking words mashed together. Cis, I guess, cis, like cisgendering. Hetero, like what you know, straight, patriarchal. I don't know. Anyway, 
Uh, Louis Leva, assistant um, professor of math- mathematics at Vanderbilt University, delivered a lecture titled Undergraduate Mathematician Education as a White Cis-Heteropatriarchal Space and Opportunities for Structural Disruption to Advance Queer of Color Just... Wow. That title alone would not make me want to go. It's, I mean, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's about 15 words too much. I would never go to this. This is retarded. The cis heretical patriarchal space of oppor- and opportunities for structural disruption to advance queer of color justice. Yeah, no. <laughs> According to the website, of joint mathematics meeting. The lecture consisted in two parts. The first half of the lecture showed findings from Leva's research about the educational experience of 39 undergraduate queer and trans students of color pursuing STEM majors across historically white and minority serving universities in the United States. The lecture abstract states the findings depict how black Latin and Asian QT, which is queer transgender students, now they get now they're an acronym and they're abbreviated. Who <laughs> narratives of experience reflect forms of intersectionality or instances of oppression and resistance to intersecting systems of white supremacy and cis heteropatriarchy. Stems STEM education as a white, cis, hetero, patriarchal space. Oh, my God. Okay, well, to capture how intersectional oppression among queer, transgender students of color unfolds across the interconnected levels of influence in undergraduate STEM, ideological, institutional, and relational in. In addition, I highlight findings that illustrate structural disruptions defined as educational structures and practices that resist intersectional oppression in undergraduate stuff. All this shit and none of it, he's not really, this is what I love about educators, big giant fucking words that say absolutely zero. I mean, okay, so the second part of the lecture is coping strategies amongst these students and then in the negative in navigating the white cyst hetero patriarchy in stem okay moving on i'm still waiting for him to tell me how he's applying this to, and and how it's you know overly white um he's applying okay here we go applying the framework and research findings to argue how undergraduate mathematics education operates as a white Cis heteropatriarchal space that limits learning opportunities, affirming of queer and color of color identities and experiences. I concluded by reimagining undergraduate mathematics education with structural disruptions that advance justice for learners marginalized across intersections of race, gender, and sexuality. He says he delivered the lecture at the largest mathematics gathering in the world on January 4th in Boston at at the joint mathematics meetings of 2023. According to Vanderbilt University Peabody College website, 
Leva is an assistant professor of mathematics education, a department of teaching and learning faculty affiliate, and works for the Department of Gender and Sexuality Studies. He works on research that, quote, explores narratives of oppression and agency across historically marginalized groups, educational experiences, to uncover interlocking, interlocking functions of racism in undergraduate an undergraduate STEM. Uh, okay. This is going to be from the average guy's perspective. This is probably going to sound stupid, but um, I think this is I think this is money wasted at a university. This is a great example of that. We often talk about colleges, um, college debt being forgiven, uh, all these massive loans that are destroying children who get into college, or I, I guess can't say kid children, they're like basically adults when they get in. Um, we talk about all this type of stuff, and how do we fix the problem, and how do we do this, and how do we do that? Well, here's another example, kids, out there of how college is robbing you of your money. We are paying a guy an ungodly amount of money through federal funding, I'm sure, to examine why math is um, racist and rooted in white supremacy, essentially, and how it is affecting marginalized groups of queer, transgender, people of color, etc., etc. I have no, I don't understand how math is racist. Uh, one plus one is still two. You take two things, you put them together, you add another one, you get three, things of that nature. I, I still don't understand how it is overly... Um, racist or, or or destroying the marginalized groups out there you know marginalized groups out there you know um personally if you look at the personally for me i've never found math to be difficult or or racist um but again this is just another example of money just thrown in the garbage can this there's no reason for this study there's no justification for this study this is a guy that that is that this is a, this is a guy that's just 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 trying to justify his own job his own existence um i'm i'm it, it's even weirder when it comes from someone who is named um lewis um uh, lewis leva which is hispanic i would assume so he's one of those people of color that somehow found his, his success. It, you know, it kind of diminishes the argument when it comes from a person of color who who is successful <laughs> in math and somehow it's racist. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, like I said, man, it's just it's just another example of money wasted at a college and it and it's pushed onto the student to pay for this type of stupidity um from the new york post the founder of an investment firm plunged to his death from a manhattan rooftop bar on wednesday cops and law enforcement sources said the 46 year old man plummeted from bar 54 at the hyatt centric times square in new york in front of at least two witnesses around 6 30 and was pronounced dead at the scene um 
he his death is being investigated as a, as a suicide. The um, police department says sources said the man was the founder and partner of a Connecticut-based investment company. This is the second time in less than four months a person has jumped from the same hotel bar. In October, a an aspiring model uh, fell from bar 54 before hitting the 27th floor balcony. The 26-year-old woman was remembered as a sweet and loving, um, sweet and loving by the family. Wow, that dude, that dude, um, what is going on at that bar? If, there's been, if it's already been two people that have done that, it's, it's kind of interesting. Anyway, that's the podcast, kids. If you like it, share it, rate it, review it, send a wacky news story or a wacky personal story. If you, if you so choose to stretch goose podcast at gmail.com and I will see you on the next one later. Imagine.